They've taken my lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. Why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Mary. Jesus! Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet gone up to the Father. But go tell my followers, I have risen. I have seen the Lord. No, don't be silly, he's dead. No, he isn't anymore. He's alive. He is risen. I don't believe it, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Peace be with you. Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. My Lord and my God. Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Oliver and I went to uni with somebody called Tony in London. He became a great friend, especially when he married one of Oliver's cousins who comes from Australia. Tony was somebody who liked a comfortable life. He loved good good food, good wine. He liked film, theatre. He loved Africa because that's where he grew up. Unfortunately, he moved to Australia and one year we received a Christmas card with one of those round robin letters to say that he'd run a marathon. And we were just amazed. He had been almost allergic to physical exercise. And it was almost as if he'd exploded out of a box that we'd put him in. And our gospel reading from John's gospel is a bit like that this morning. Jesus' friends thought they knew Jesus really well, but today it's almost as if he's exploded out of the box that they put him in. The resurrection of Jesus changed everything. We join the story on Sunday morning, on Easter morning. Jesus had been crucified on the Friday and then Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had taken his body, put special spices on it and wrapped it in linen strips and taken it off to the tomb for burial. And then they went away. We can only begin to imagine how Jesus' disciples felt. They'd been with Jesus for three years. They'd shared their everyday lives with him, with this amazing man who said and did the most astonishing things. They'd seen him heal sick people, give blind people back their sight, expel demons from people. And they'd heard Jesus claiming that it was only through trusting in him could people have a relationship with God that would last for all eternity. And now Jesus was dead. And our gospel writer narrows the spotlight down onto Mary in all her gut-wrenching grief. Mary Magdalene. We know something about Mary from Luke's Gospel. Luke tells us that Mary was part of a small group of women who travelled around with Jesus and the disciples, supporting them. 
John shows us just how devoted to Jesus Mary was because Mary went to the tomb on Sunday morning so early it was still dark and she saw the stone had rolled away so she rushed off to tell the disciples and Peter and John we saw last week that Peter and John come and look in the tomb and then they too go away but Mary comes back to the tomb and she stands outside that rock tomb crying she's in such great grief but eventually she bends over and looks inside this tomb and sees two angels sitting there. They ask her why she's crying and she tells them that her Lord has been taken away and, and she wants to know, she doesn't know where his body is, she wants to know that. But Mary turns round and she sees Jesus standing there. And this morning I'd like us to explore this encounter between Mary and Jesus and see how it can help us in our relationship with Jesus. I'm going to use three questions to help us focus in on what John's telling us in this story. The first one is, who is my Jesus? Who is my Jesus? Mary loved Jesus. She was devoted to him, but he stood there in front of her and she didn't recognise him. In verse 15, John tells us that Mary thought he was the gardener. But Jesus doesn't say, hey, Mary, it's me, Jesus. Jesus asks Mary a question. He says, woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Jesus was asking Mary to think about just what sort of Messiah she was expecting. Mary thought she knew Jesus, but her view of him was far too small. It's almost as if she'd put Jesus in a box based on her experience so far, just as we put our friend Tony in a box based on our experience of him. But now the resurrected Jesus stood in front of Mary and he didn't fit in her box, so she didn't recognise him. We know from the other gospel accounts of the resurrected Jesus that Jesus was recognisable, but there was also something different about him. You could touch him. He cooked fish and he ate it, but he could also appear in rooms, even though the doors were locked. You could recognise him, but he was different in some way. Can we be a bit like Mary? Can we have such a fixed picture in our minds of who Jesus is that we're not open to finding out more about Jesus? Maybe our picture of Jesus was formed when we were children, or maybe our picture of Jesus has been influenced by our surrounding culture, which is often ill-informed and can be quite hostile to Jesus. However our views of Jesus have been formed, we can all feel very safe when we put Jesus in a box. It's a bit like having a tame Jesus. 
but we need to remember that Jesus is God and our knowledge of Jesus, who Jesus is, comes through the revelation which God gives us of who Jesus is. And Jesus wants our knowledge of him and our relationship with him to grow, to grow and grow. Are we willing to risk praying, Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to open my heart and my life to revelation of who you really are. The second question I'd like us to look at is, does Jesus speak to me? Does Jesus speak to me? Mary stands at the tomb with Jesus and she doesn't recognise him. But in her distress, when Jesus asks her who she's looking for, his, her response is to ask him where he's put the body because she thinks he's the gardener. Then Jesus says one word that cuts through her grief. He says her name, Mary. And immediately Mary recognises him. She knows that it's Jesus. And it's a perfect illustration of an account by John earlier in his gospel in chapter 10 of when Jesus says to his disciples that he is the good shepherd and he knows his sheep by name. His followers, his disciples are his sheep. And his sheep, that's us, will recognise his voice. Jesus called Mary by her name and she recognised him. And Jesus speaks our names to us. Amanda, Peter, Louise. He speaks your name. Jesus is alive, risen from the dead, calling us to recognise him. And Jesus still speaks to his followers today. He's alive and he speaks to us in all sorts of ways. Sometimes he speaks to us when we're praying, that still small voice, that whisper of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's through something somebody says to us. Sometimes it's through our circumstances. Sometimes it's through pictures or visions. But the main way that Jesus speaks to us is through God's word in the Bible. God reveals who Jesus is and his character through the Bible. It's really good to get into reading the Bible. Many of us are going to be reading faithfully our Bibles every day, but maybe you've become discouraged or got stuck, or maybe you've never even started. It's really good to have some notes or an app on your phone to help you. And maybe you'd like to post in the chat something that you've found really helpful to you in reading the Bible. And maybe you'd like to say too why you found that so helpful. The third question I'd like us to look at is, is Jesus just for me? Is Jesus just for me? Mary had spoken, not Mary, Jesus had spoken Mary's name. She turns and recognises him. And then it's clear from John's account that Mary 
in some way grabs hold of Jesus. She doesn't want to let him go after all she's been through over the last three days. And Jesus, being Jesus, doesn't push her away. He speaks to her gently and he says this to her. Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Up until now, Jesus had called his followers servants, friends, disciples, but now he's calling them brothers. Something new is happening. Everything had changed when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus' death for us broke down the barrier of sin that separates us, that separates Jesus' followers from God. Jesus calls God his father and he now called his disciples brothers sisters because they were now welcomed in as part of God's family. So Jesus says to Mary, go and tell my brothers that I'm returning to my father and your father, my God and your God. If you are a follower of Jesus, then Jesus is your brother and you are God's precious child. Jesus was saying to Mary, stop holding on to me as if I'm about to disappear permanently. This is not a time for hanging on to me. And Mary does what Jesus says. She rushes off and she goes to tell the disciples that she's seen Jesus. She's seen Jesus resurrected alive. And she tells them what Jesus has said to her. And what Mary did was really costly. It was costly to go away from the presence of Jesus and go to see the disciples. And it was only in the weeks that followed that the disciples came to understand Jesus' heart, that they too would tell people what they had seen and what they had heard. And at the heart of Jesus is a longing for us to reach out to other people who don't yet know him, to our families, to our friends, to our neighbours, to the people we work with. He's not expecting us to be experts at sharing our faith. But what he does, or what he'd like us to do, is go and tell people what we've seen and what we've heard. To tell people about answers to our prayers, to tell people about the amazing home group we have and the support that we've received. We don't need to make it up. We just need to be real about the most important relationship in our life. I began by mentioning our friend Tony, who exploded out of the box that we put him in, our newly energetic and sporty friend. But unfortunately, he lives on the other side of the world and we don't get to see him very often. But our relationship with Jesus is here and now. Just as Jesus spoke to Mary, 
all those years ago, he speaks to us a day, today. We can know Jesus' presence with us and he wants to reveal more and more to us of who he is.